Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I guess that if I didn't have that experience, uh, I wouldn't have known how to work 150% with giving everything to this work and really, really caring. And that comes with entrepreneurial mindset and soul that I have. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, this is Joe Peterson. I'm the Vice President of Cloud and Security with Clarify 360. I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about a year, and I was drawn in by the energy and enthusiasm of the Women in Tech podcast. Esprit does a really great job in sharing stories of women in tech so that young female listeners can put themselves in the shoes of these women speaking. See, I strongly believe that if we don't show young women the way forward in tech by sharing our stories, then they won't know what's possible. The stories are what creates the value and inspiration. Great job, guys. LinkedIn presents. Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech from around the world. My name is Angie, and I'm going to be your guest host for this episode. With me today is Diana Iruegas from Mexico. She's the CEO of Unital. So welcome, Diana, to the Women in Tech podcast. Thank you so much, Angie, for inviting me. I'm very, very excited uh, to be here. Yes, and I'm excited to talk about you, about Unital, about the opportunities you have for entrepreneurs. And I'm so excited to talk to you because you're one of the few Latina CEOs running you know, a tech startup from Silicon Valley and from around the world, right? Like you have a, a worldwide company. So thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, like, what are you up to right now and who you are for the people that don't know you? Maybe a little bit of my background. Um, I majored in, inter in international business. Um, after receiving my diploma, I knew I wanted to launch my startup. I had an internship in a large corporation and at the Mexican embassy. And I was like, yeah, these, these things are not really for me. I remember now one piece of advice that my dad gave me. He's also an entrepreneur, of course. And it was, if you're going to start something, don't get used to receiving a check, monthly check. So if you want to start something, uh, do it just now. And I guess that he, he knew what he was talking about because looking backward, when you are an entrepreneur with an early stage uh, business, well, 
finance and money are some things you really want to take care for. I don't have an engineering degree, neither know how to code. And because of this, it took me a while to understand that I am a woman in tech. I, I didn't see myself as one. And I think that this is something that transpires uh, between the women community in tech. Added a lot of value, at least to our little team, regardless of the lack of experience that, ha that I have uh, in this front. Right now, if we want to see um, what we're doing and, and how I arrived to Junoodle, um, I joined Junoodle in January 2019, so almost four years ago. And uh, Junoodle is a SaaS platform that helps foundations, universities, brands, and governments generate impact through entrepreneurship. We have a platform with a custom customizable application form and a comprehensive evaluation system. One thing that I love a lot about our little company is that uh, in 2018, we did, a we did a study along with Jeffrey Barrows from Ecole Polytechnique in Paris to examine over 20,000 startups. It was an anonymized, anonymized data set um, which have passed through structured evaluation processes on the Junoodle platform. The team reviewed the, the relationship between the evaluation at Junoodle or using Junoodle's platform and the future success of, this, of the startup uh, by correlating future outcome metrics. This is all very nerdy, but uh, it's super, super interesting. It's amazing. So this is what made me love Junoodle um, and Algether. So the metrics are... Uh, if they are still alive, like how much time afterwards the company is still alive or the startup is still alive, if they are successful, if they got additional funding, how many employees, employees they have, and so on. All of these metrics were tied back to the initial evaluations uh, that they received when they were evaluated in the Unilever platform, right? Yeah, so... So for the people that don't know the platform, right? Like as an entrepreneur, you can go to the Unoodle to see all these competitions, grants, and open uh, startup competitions worldwide that apply for your niche, right? And for your industry and for exactly the type of startup that you're, you're, you're doing. So from the entrepreneur perspective, you have to give the platform a lot of information. You have to give the startup name, your pitch, your pitch deck, right? Like, and all these questions that may turn into, you know, good indications if you have the answers to those questions, right? Like may turn into what Diana is, is, is talking about, about later success, Right. Like at the beginning, it could be like, oh, my God, there's a lot of questions to fill out, you know, like but later on, it's really good for the entrepreneurs to ask themselves those questions so they can, you know, like later on also like just at least get get really close with those um, questions, starting to see, you know, how the how the finance, you know, how, what's your burn rate and 
all those things that, you know, like at, maybe at those really early stages, you think that, oh, this is pointless. But actually what Diana is saying is that there was a correlation between this long-term success and those early responses, right? Like early answers in their platform. I really like the unit of platform. I think it, it opens a lot of good um, opportunities. But also I wanted to 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 talk about, you know, like, that feeling of not feeling like a woman in tech. I, I feel that too, you know, like I don't have an engineering degree. I do uh, learn to code. And I also had like a coding bootcamp or something early in my career. But it's so interesting. It's so interesting because I, I see that as a common topic with a lot of women that we don't feel like we are part of women in tech, even though that you're running you know, like multinational tech company, right? But it's so interesting because, you know, like there's a lot of um, tech CEOs that they didn't even went to college, right? Like, and they never questioned themselves if they were suit, you know, like for being called a man in tech, right? So it's really interesting. And thank you so much for for sharing that. I think it's really important for more women to hear that, that that we belong that we are women in tech that not necessarily have to code yeah and i believe that one of the things that i have seen that add a lot of value coming from women is that if someone wants to learn something you can really teach yourself how to do those things, because all the information is right there, out there. And we, women, typically say yes to a project or to a role. Once we are 200% sure, we're going to be able to nail it. I have seen men who are requested to do some things and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do this. And then you go and ask like, you know how to do this? Well, no, but I'll figure it out. And women, it's, it's harder for most of us. I'm not saying that everyone is the same, but most of us fall into this same pattern or model where we're, where, until we're super sure, 200% sure we go for it. And this was the case also with, with, with this role. Uh, that I currently have, Torsten, the former CEO, asked me for the longest time if if I felt ready for this. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And honestly, I was doing already everything that I was supposed to do um, with, with this role. But so my, my, my recommendation in these ways is, is, would be just believe that you're capable of doing anything because you can learn anything. Everything that you want to learn, it's, it's, it's out there. So most of the things that I have learned, I taught them on my own. I learned them on my own um, through YouTube, honestly. I don't even call myself, myself like I know how to code because I really don't. But I know uh, like uh, just a little, just enough to understand or to, to perform some pieces of my work that need me to 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 do that bit but uh, as I said I have a great team a fantastic and unique team and this makes everything much easier 
um, other things that I have faced as, as a woman is that it's easy for people and other women to give advice that sometimes it's not necessarily the best. For example, I, I'm, I like to play around with people a lot, but play in a, in a good way, like just being playful. Um, and one of the recommendations that I received early when I joined Junoodle from another team member was like, Diana, you need to be a little less goofy. <laughs> and I was like, really? Do I? Because they thought, she thought that I was not going to be taken seriously by other people. And also, I was sometimes recommended to be less kind, to be more tough, that I shouldn't be smiling all the time. And maybe that's something that other women are recommending and saying, but honestly, I'm as goofy as I have always been, and I'm, I'm trying to be as kind as I have always been, and nobody's taking me less seriously because of that. Um, you just need to know when and how and with whom, right? But with, with, I, I, I'm super playful with my team and they're very playful with me. And this attitude makes you get or build stronger relations and connect in different levels with your team. When I realized that what I give to this team and it's, it's super valuable because at the end, organizations are made of people. Uh, amazing people create, can create amazing companies. And again, I already said this, but Junoodle's team is fantastic. And they are not only smart people, but they are also very good people, like good humans. And finding that mix between good humans and smart people is not always easy. So that's why we work globally. We have a remote team because it's not easy to find that mixture or mix of, of, of qualities in someone. Connecting with people, really caring about everyone because we can, we can smell when something is not really well. Authenticity. So if you are, you know, like goofy and smiley, like just be who you are, right? Like, but if you are more serious, I think some people or like overly, you know, like they, they tend to ask women to be more um, kind or to be more, you know, smi to smile more, you know, like that when, when someone tells you, oh, you should smile more. But what about if your your authentic self is not like that, right? Like, so when you where you were saying is like in your case that you are playful and smiley and stuff like, then 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 the idea of being more professional, or being more serious, or you know, like it was not in alignment with who you really are, right? Like, but I think the other way around could also be misinterpreted, you know, like if someone is serious and you're telling them to smile more and like I, I sometimes you know like when it's not the right time or I don't feel like I'm smiling and I've been told to smile I've been like no this is not correct you know like this is not right right now 
I'm not feeling super happy or smiling. Right now I'm smiling, of course, because I'm in a podcast with Diana. I'm like having fun, you know, like, but um, I think what you are actually saying is that being true to yourself, right? Like being authentic. And I think that's the type of team that, and the teammates that you're attracting to your company. And I visited, I visited Unoodle back in the day uh, because I found it so interesting, the culture that you're, you were having over there. It, it's, it's, it's truly full with amazing people. And it was very diverse, which is rare for a tech company, uh, especially one in San Francisco, which is the location um, that I visited back back in say right, and and that is something that I, I would like to see. Like going back to the data, right? That we were talking about the data in the platform. Like, do you also see that as women that only apply to jobs, right? Like we were talking about that women only apply to jobs when they meet the hundred percent of the the their requirements. Do you feel that? Like, or have you seen in the data that female founders only apply to the competitions when they feel 100% of the criteria? And how can we, you know, like make more, you know, female founders and female uh, led companies, right? Um, to apply and to be more, you know, out there in, in these competitions, right? Like, is there is there something that the algorithm can help, you know, like maybe... You know, like, oh, you apply to this one. Great question. And oh my God, it's definitely increasing. But yes, the same thing that I'm mentioning about roles and job positions. Uh, it's, it's the same thing that we see yearly with different programs that are launched using Junoodle's platform. However, I need to say and I need to give credit to different program program organizers because we have seen an increasing focus on social impact, diversity, and minority programs this year. Uh, so having that on uh, program organizers seeking that also helps women uh, say, okay, they're looking for me, they're targeting me, uh, so I should go and try. And, and do it. And uh, one of the programs that, that we launched last year uh, using Junoodle's platform was Far Williams Black Ambition Prize. I really love this, this project. It's fantastic. And this is one of the few programs because it's targeting minorities specifically in the US. And I've seen this is one of the few programs with more participation coming from female founders. So this is amazing. So yes, we can help. And, and also Pharrell stepped a little bit back and now it's led by by um, by a woman. So I think sometimes when these programs are led by women are also, you know, like female founders could feel like, oh, well, not feel like, but could see actual, right? Like this is led by a woman. They are really calling for me. And how can we make more programs be more like, like this competition, right? Like Black Ambition was widely known um, early this year. And, and I wanted to, you know, like always keep on track, like 
who 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 are the finalists, you know, like who won. And the woman was a female founder. I think she was doing something. I don't know if it, it was like a beauty brand, right? Like a beauty brand, I think. Exactly. It was a beauty, beauty brand, the winner. And it's, it's really good. So yes, absolutely. Corporations and governments have a role on this too, to, to support uh, minorities, to encourage women to be founders themselves and to uh, not only tech founders, but to be invested in, in creating uh, and innovating. And because women have, well, as well as men, but we have an, an idea or two of what the world needs. Uh, so, but yes, absolutely. Uh, launching more of these programs with this focus is helpful. And in the past, it has been underrepresented, right? Like even the nine to five, like when we're thinking about work, you know, like even the nine to five is made for the male body, right? Like not not really what a feminine cycle and, and menopause and all that, you know, like, so I think this is why it's important to to shine a little bit more light there for the women founders. Absolutely. I, I, I don't work in a nine to five, for example, uh, schedule. Like we have a remote team. So I typically start working really early because I need to connect with Europe. So in European time zone, I'm currently a CST time zone. But that allows me to take care of my children. I have children, so I take care of them. I have a fantastic uh, husband and he is Latin as well. And other female Latins may feel related uh, with the fact that this is unusual, that he is very invested in into the, uh, supporting with everything in the house and with the children and raising them. Uh, so that makes my life a lot easier. And that's something a woman shouldn't say. I remember, and I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I remember when we had uh, our old, uh, elder, older son, son, when he was a newborn, Um, he was helping and everyone was telling him, cheering him up and saying, oh, look at him. You're such a great husband. You're such a great dad. And I was like, why? We're doing the same things. Why is he the great one and not me? So he eventually ended up being the one saying, I'm just doing the same things as Diana. So we both are great. That made a huge difference for me. Uh, anyhow, that's not the point. No, but that's really important. So that's really important because when you're creating a company, right? Like, and we've also have all these feminist icons. I was reading this book called How Not to Die Alone or something like that. It's really interesting because we had early in the 2000s, right? Like people like Sharon Sandberg saying that the, the most important decision that you make in your career is who you marry, Uh, and this was before she lost, uh, you know, like her husband and stuff. But what she was saying is that women need to really like see who they get to to do a life partnership with because it could really put a burden in the family uh, part, or it could also really help you and have a really you know like equitable um, household where everybody you know like to do their parts and 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 that's what you're saying right like uh so i think it's really interesting because in in some forts you know like it could help you 
be able to also thrive in the in your career in your tech company as a CEO and be able for you to take into these roles. Uh, the author of this book, what it also was saying is that on the other hand, it could give you like analysis paralysis like myself and make you myself and spree <laughs> and be single, basically, <laughs> because you're like, it's too too much of an important decision. And I really don't want to like hinder my career. Right. Like, so, so, so it, it was interesting to see both parts. Right. Like, uh, and it's really good that you found that balance. Yes, and I do believe that it's impossible to do everything on your own. Either you can get help or you can also find a partner. And I'm happy that I have a partner. Otherwise, I would be doing this on my own and with, with, with external help. Because, you know, uh, we can't, it's, it's impossible to raise, not impossible, but it's more challenging raising a, a, a raising children on your own i admire a lot of women who are doing it but definitely it's it's super 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 difficult uh to to do it every day um my husband he takes care of lunch breakfast driving the kids picking up the kids he's an entrepreneur so he also has a flexible schedule i have hard stop by 2 p.m. to be with my kids so I stop for at least an hour, an hour and a half, because I want to connect with them as well. I want to know how everything went uh, at school. And then uh, I connect again a little bit before wrapping up the day. Uh, let's say another two, three hours, and that's it. So this is unusual because you don't most people don't get to stop, hard stop at 2 p.m. to be with their children. And this makes a difference. It makes a difference for me emotionally. And when I'm good emotionally, emotionally in a good place, I'm also motivated. And then I'm more creative and there, then I'm more enthusiastic. So it's really hard for everyone. And every family is different, right? I'm not saying or suggesting that everyone should do this. I'm just sharing what works for me. Uh, but it's very difficult for every for, for families to figure out what works for them, considering the job situation, considering their goals, their dreams. But once you find it, uh, it's very, not very easy all the time, but it should be something that it's discussed inside organizations because if we, women, don't have these conversations of what it works, because sometimes the conversations turn negative, like, oh, this is hard, this is hard. But if someone finds something that's worth sharing and that can add value to the organizations, please just say it or just ask it. Uh, maybe when I joined Junul, I originally joined uh, in an operations role. And I remembered that by the time we had a hybrid office and I was like, yeah, I can only go three times per day. This was pre-COVID, right? And they were like, okay, fine, you can come three times a day. And yeah, I would love to leave by 2 p.m. They were like, okay, that's weird, but sure, you can do that. So maybe the answer could be no, but simply by asking, I managed to stay at a place that I love uh, with the mission that I love and a job that I love because of this flexibility that, uh, that we have. And this is something that was built uh, there, there, there were two CEOs before me, 
And they two are fantastic people, super smart people, again, with great hearts. And uh, they both uh, paved the road uh, for, for, for me to be here and to have these, these, these things that we're doing. That's such a great um, topic, you know, like to discuss that, yeah, like maybe for the past two CEOs, you know, like maybe working a nine to five or working 24 seven, that worked for them. Cool. But you came with a really clear vision of what you wanted, right? Like of how it works better for you. Right? Like, and for you it works. Okay. I work until two. I'm with my kids. And then, you know, like you can connect again or, or not. Um, but it's so interesting because it makes you way, one way more productive because you have to have more results. It makes you happy, right? Like with the company saying like, oh, they understand that this is what it works for me. And I it understands that, you know, like I'm still gonna drive the same results, right? Like, and and sometimes we are we're afraid not even to ask you, you know, but but to be honest, you know, like scientifically wise, the nine of five works for men mostly. What other challenges um, have you faced? You work with competitions worldwide, right? Like, have you seen anything different that you face uh, specifically, you know, like yourself or or any challenges that have helped you grow uh, as a CEO or as a woman in tech? First, we are a SaaS platform in the entrepreneurship ecosystem. The entrepreneurship ecosystem is very supportive, very friendly. So that bit is has has made my life a lot easier. Also, our co-founders, uh, Rebecca Huang and Thorsten Collin, both of them were Junoodle CEO before I I I I was. They both have a strong network. They built amazing things uh, too. So it's. It has been very easy for me in that sense because I inherited a lot and I'm very grateful for that. And that's so, so interesting, right? Like to creating a culture from the inception, how important it is to get it right, right? Like because then you will make the life easier for everybody that it takes, you know, like that grows within the company. 100%. And I believe the culture has changed a little bit, uh, but a little bit throughout this time. We have been over 10 years here, so that's a lot. Uh, and it's natural that the culture has changed a little bit, but not in its core. The stronger values stick to everyone who uh, is working at Dune Noodle. And that is, uh, that helps us and makes us our life easier. So you're absolutely right uh, with what you're commenting right now. The culture is uh, the most important pillar in an organization from my point of, point of view. Remember this quote from, from Peter Drucker, right? Uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Oh my God, isn't that true? <laughs> Yeah, it's such a, like, if you guys, like, knew you know, like, you can see from from the type of 
competitions that they have as an entrepreneur, right? Like you enter and you can see like European competitions, competitions for the time, for diversity, for a lot of different programs. But if you could see inside of the company, when I picked inside, I, I was really impressed. And that's why I really wanted to have you here. Well, Diana, thank you so much. I would like to ask you some reflection questions, you know, like maybe what will you tell your past self and your future self? Like what are some things that, you know, like you tell Diana 10 years ago and Diana for, for 2030? Well, we have one saying uh, in Mexico that goes something like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> so it means like... How is it in Spanish? How is it in Spanish? Si quieres hacer reír a Dios, cuéntale tus planes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sí, sí, sí. Okay. <laughs> so... It's really hard to translate those sayings. It's here. super hard to translate. <laughs> super hard to translate. And imagine between different cultures that we have and we all have different sayings at General Leeds get... Our meetings can, <laughs> they are really, really interesting and funny sometimes. I love it. It's a worldwide culture. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Uh, if, you know, you will get a good laugh when you hear during a meeting. We have a saying in my country that goes something like, you know that you will laugh for sure. <laughs> yeah. oh, even if it's not no, funny. But, but I lived in Mexico for seven years. So I was like... I'm sure I've heard, heard this, you know. Maybe like, that okay. you didn't want, didn't hear that one. It's not that common, but it's out there, I promise. <laughs> Anyhow, um, what I would tell myself is that um, nothing that I planned for will happen, and it's okay. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, because, well, for people who don't know Diana... She was an entrepreneur herself, right? Before joining Unoodle. But, I mean, it's always that entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, like you carry with and your smile and your, you know, like your authentic self. That's so beautiful. But I was an entrepreneur and I didn't plan to work for an organization. I always plan to run my own venture. And... Things change. I, I I got a lot of FOMO for what was what what was happening in San Francisco, and I had the opportunity to join. And when I joined the team, they my husband asked me like, "Why are you working like that?" And I kept telling him because this is the only way I know of working, Got, giving one hundred and twenty percent, caring caring a lot about everything, worrying a lot about everything and supporting every single piece that I could and also learning and owning more and asking why are we doing this this way? Even though there was an explanation and reason, I always was like, huh, okay, let me <laughs> do my own research. Sometimes I came with different results. Sometimes I came with the same results and I was like, okay, but now I get it. This makes sense. And there were other, other times when I was like, uh, this doesn't make sense. And it was hard because Thorsten was my CEO and he's also stubborn. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> but trying to tell him like, I don't know, you're not doing this right. And him explaining like why he was doing that. So going back, 
doing more research and I was like, no, come here, here's the data. It's not right. Yeah, no, but da, da, da. so this, this, that, that bit was hard. Uh, but also, uh, I guess that if I didn't have that experience, uh, I wouldn't have known how to work 150% with giving everything to this work and really, really caring. And that comes with entrepreneurial mindset and soul that I have. <laughs> My God, I love it. Great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, what about for your future self? For the Diana in 2030, which is actually not that far away. Um, <laughs> Sadly, it's not. You're right. I will say that I will tell me that anything that I want to learn is possible. I would insist that by saying that no, none of the things that I planned <laughs> will happen. But it, they will be, it, it, everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Being open, right? Like being open and available for, yeah, for this this journey of life and tech and startups and so, so exciting. Okay. So we always ask this question to all our guests. Uh, we want to hear from, from you. Who is a woman in tech that inspires you? I could come up with some big names, but I'm going to say Jude Noodle's former COO. Uh, her name is Adele Burns. We had a short overlap at Jude Noodle, but I see her as a strong, jet candid leader. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like, because you guys have no idea how, how the culture of this company is. It's like so tight. And like, I find that really amazing. And it really talks, you know, like into the culture and the team that you have and how respect for each other you also have. So that's amazing. Some quick fire questions. I'm going to ask you your favorite book or your latest book that you've read. Uh, my favorite is Mindset from Carl Beck. Back. Yes, how to, you know, growth mindset and stuff. Exactly. Great. What's your favorite podcast? Well, I'm an avid podcast listener, but the one that I listen more, more frequently is The Happiness Lab from Dr. Lori Santos. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to hear, that's going to go into my to-do list right now. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love I really it. I want to listen to that one. Sounds great. What is a good resource for tech or a resource that you cannot live without? Yeah, considering your noodles business, I go to TechCrunch daily. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, of course, it's completely related. And do you have a hobby right now? Doing different activities with my family. It can be going to the movies or museums or finding new spots to enjoy. <laughs> Okay, so Diana, I would want to, you know, like everybody from our community to stay in touch with you. What would be the best way and how can they access all these amazing opportunities that you need to have for them? Staying in touch with me, I think uh, LinkedIn is the easiest way. Uh, you can find me, uh, Diana slash Iruegas. That's, that's the easier way. And I'm the only Diana Iruegas at Junoodle, so that's fine. 
You can find opportunities by going to www.junoodle.com and then click on apply. You will find a lot of opportunities that we are, uh, that we have and that we're running using the Junoodle platform. Yay. And how can our community elevate you? What can we do to support you? Well, if tech companies would like to find a great next thing through a challenge or competition, we can definitely help. <laughs> yeah. So to all the female founders out there listening to this podcast, please go to Unitle. You're going to find a lot of opportunities for grants, competitions, startup, worldwide opportunities, right? Like, so I really take, you know, like into account one of those it's it's been amazing and they've been a while so 10 years they're not going anywhere so this is a really good way for you to get connected to multiple opportunities awesome well thank you diana so much for hanging out with me and the women tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, please remember to go to the women in tech BAP.com and that's women in tech BAP.com. Say hello on socials at women in tech show on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Hi, this is Diana Iruegas, general CEO. I'm based in Mexico and you're listening to women in tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.